This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to the Community Connection Radio Show. Today we have Michelle Nelson with us. And Michelle is the Vice President of Clinical Services, Mental Health Services with Crosspoint Human Services. And um, Michelle Crosspoint has such a, a far reach. You know, they've definitely grown since they started in the community. So we appreciate everything that they do. Maybe we'll start the show with that. Tell us about Crosspoint. Sure. Um, Crosspoint is the uh, community mental health center for Vermilion County. Um, so we serve all of Vermilion County and we provide uh, mental health services to individuals that have been diagnosed with a mental illness or an intellectual or developmental disability. Um, we have a variety of services. We do um, outpatient mental health therapy. Um, we have two nurse practitioners that are able to prescribe medications for individuals. Uh, we have care coordinators that work with individuals in the community to help them have successful, productive lives in our community. Um, we have community day services for individuals that have intellectual and developmental disabilities to come out during the day and learn functional living skills and social skills and be involved in the community as well. Um, we operate group homes in Danville as well, um, and we're also the 24-7 mobile crisis response team for Vermilion County, serving adults and children and adolescents that have private insurance. Mm-hmm. So see, see how <laughs> you all do so many different things, um, <laughs> but that's good to know. That's good that you're providing the services. Um, when we think about, let's talk about the day program. I think that something that people um, may not realize is going on. Talk about the day program that works with uh, intellectual disabilities. Sure. Our community day services program, um, like I said, serves individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, individuals from group homes, from community homes. Um, they come during the day, Monday through Friday, and we have classrooms that are set up where they're learning functional living skills, um, they're getting social skills. Um, one thing that we're really excited about is that we um, have received grant money to um, have an apartment built um, so that they will be able to put the skills that they're learning into practice um, to be as independent as possible, either in their homes with their family members, in their group homes, or in the community on their own. Um, So the apartment would be like a classroom type of situation? It's a classroom that is set up with, it will be set up with a bedroom, a bathroom, um, and it has smart technology. Um, that will assist them in daily living as well. You know, if they're not able to have somebody that's with them 24-7, it does have the smart technology, and they'll be learning how to use that as well. Michelle, that is brilliant. You know, what a great idea. So will that be on site on in the Cunningham area? It is. It is on site at our 210 Avenue C location. <laughs> Okay, good information. Well, let's just go ahead and take our first break before we jump into uh, more of the conversation. We will be right back.
Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Michelle Nelson with us. She is the Vice President of Clinical Services at Cross Point Human Services. Michelle, um, tell us a little bit about you. I should have jumped. I should have started us with that. Tell us about your time with Cross Point and a little bit about your background. Well, it's funny. We were just talking about that yesterday. Um, April will be my 23rd year at Cross Point Human Services. Um, my background, I worked in foster care before coming to Cross Point and I think that I have had almost every position within Crosspoint, from being a residential technician to being a quality manager to uh, director of human resources at one point, and now vice president of clinical services. Um, my education, I'm a social worker. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Mm-hmm. So 23 years, wow, a very long time. So you, when I'm talking about the growth, you're absolutely right there with me. You've seen the expansion of services. And, you know, thank goodness that Crosspoint is thriving and being able to do all of the services that they, they do. Uh, you know, we had Jim Russell on yesterday, and he was talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about education and, and what teachers and, and classes and uh, students, what the things that they're dealing with. I know that you all participate in activities like that as well. Yes, yes. Um, I, it has been exciting to see how Crosspoint has grown. And one of the things that I've always loved about Crosspoint is um, our involvement in the community and collaborating with other community providers. And, you know, even if we are not able to um, be the resource for the service that is needed in the community. We want to be at the table and having conversations about how we can problem solve and how we can um, meet the community needs. Um, Jim and I share the vision that we will have a therapist in every school in Vermilion County at some point. So it's something that um, we're striving to work towards as well. That would be amazing. Um, he had mentioned that during our conversation, and I said, I, I, I would predict we would probably need five to be well, sir, but we'll be, we'll, we'll be happy to start with one at each school, make sure that's happening. Because again, you know, um, mental illness or mental health issues aren't something that just happens to adults. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, it, it's the children, um, experience or witness traumatic events um, and it's important to have that early intervention to start services as early as possible to get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. If someone's listening today and they have a child who's experienced experienced some type of trauma, what's a starting point, Michelle? Uh, Just to reach out and to make that call. Um, They can call Crosspoint and have a conversation with one of our intake um, workers about getting services started um, and what that would look like, whether depending on the age of the child, it may be just some outpatient mental health therapy um, with one of our clinicians, or um, it could be also having an assessment with our nurse practitioner for medication, just depending on what issues are going on in the age of the child. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just thinking about adults, you know, I think one of the things that keeps people from reaching out is is a stigma that, you know, I'm not a man if I don't handle this myself or, uh, you know, I don't know, that type of thought. Sure, sure. I think, you know, there's there's uh, culture impacts it as well. And there is there's there's quite the stigma attached. And uh, I dream of the day that we look at mental health issues the same way that we do physical issues. 
um, because, you know, it is, it's, it's similar and just needs to be treated. Um, you know, we don't stigmatize individuals that have a heart condition or have, you know, diabetes. We look at treating that and getting them well. And we need to have the same philosophy and the same thought process for mental health issues. Um, there doesn't need to be a stigma attached. We just need to um, help individuals receive whatever treatment is needed to get those issues resolved and um, living the best life possible. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, being in the services as long as you have, you know, I, I know you've seen changes. Do you think we're doing better? I think we're definitely doing better. Um, there is always room for improvement, but um, in the 23 years that I've been at Crosspoint, I think that we really have done better um, as a whole in reducing the stigma that's attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had Jesse on, uh, Jesse Pierce on, oh, maybe a month or so ago, and, and he and I were talking, and I'm like, you know, I, I really love it when we bring bright young people back into the picture. I, I, first of all, so say that for Jesse, but, you know, that's one of the things we talked about, too, you know, just the stigmas associated with reaching out for help, and, it, it, and, and you know, why wouldn't you? Again, if you were having heart problems, you'd be reaching out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's important that um, people know that they are not alone and um, you can be in a very dark place and it's hard to find hope and it's hard to find the light at that end of that tunnel. Um, but I really hope that individuals are able to overcome that stigma and just reach out and make that first call. Um, mm -hmm. the things that we have, one of the uh, positions that we've recently put on staff are um, engagement specialists, and they are individuals with lived experience who have either been through mental health treatment or substance use treatment um, to provide that peer support that's critical um, to the recovery process. You know, sometimes individuals aren't so open to having conversations with a licensed clinical social worker or a therapist because, you know, what if they're analyzing me? Um, but to have that peer support. Um, from somebody who has been there and done it, I think is a critical piece. And I'm excited that um, we started that and I look forward to growing that. Um, our engagement specialists will eventually be involved in some support groups um, for Vermilion County as we grow that program um, and get them trained to do those services. Brilliant idea, because again, who better who better to have those conversations than somebody who has actually experienced it? And you're exactly right. I think people can uh, think that they are just being analyzed as they're having the conversation versus, you know, Michelle, you and I have a shared experience. Let's talk about that. That that, that makes the conversation different, um, but leads to healing as well. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a critical piece to get people engaged in the service process and buy into treatment. Um, and so, like I said, we're just excited to have them on staff and to grow that in any way that we can. Mm -hmm. Michelle, how do you think, and this is something I, I think I'm starting to see more of, I'm seeing like homeless people, uh, people that seem to be having mental health issues or drug issues as they're walking down the streets. I'm seeing tents set up on sides of buildings. How does mental health play into the homelessness situation or the drug situation? Well, you know, I think it's hard to tell which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Um, is somebody with a substance use issue 
Uh, do they also have mental health issues? Do they have mental health issues that they're using substances to um, self-medicate for? Um, I think that there are there are um, mental health issues um, within the homeless population, but I don't think that that's always the case. Um, and you know, one of the things that we're we're a member of the um, continuum of care, and you know, once a year we do the soup kitchen, and that's fantastic. Um, but one of the things that Crosspoint is doing starting January twenty fourth, we're having our first homeless resource uh, mobile event where we're going to be at Temple Plaza giving a sandwich and a soup to individuals that are experiencing homelessness or, you know, individuals um, that have need. And we're also going to have staff on on site present if they want to have a conversation. So, um, you know, there will be engagement specialists on site to have conversations with individuals that may need just a little bit more support than a soup, a sandwich, and a blanket. Um, and to see if we can get them to engage in services if that need is there, um, or to at least provide them with the resources to hand them a packet of here are resources available to you in Vermilion County should the need be there. Good, good one. So where this will be at Temple Plaza, you said? Yes, it'll be at Temple Plaza on January 24th, and we'll be there from three to five. Um, it's our first event. I'm very excited. We've had flyers out asking for blankets because our goal is to have 200 blankets for our event in January and February um, to hand out soup, sandwich, resources, and a blanket to individuals in need that come there. Um, in February, we will be at uh, the Hoopston, in the Hoopston area, um, somewhere around the Hoopston multi-agency as well. Okay, good information. Let's go ahead and take our last break and we'll come back and finish the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection. This morning we have Michelle Nelson with us. She's with Crosspoint, the Vice President of Clinical Services. And Michelle, congratulations on your climb through the system because I've known you for a long time. I've been able to see you um, grow and you kind of sound like me at DAC. I started as a student worker and then I think I worked in every department um, until I landed on my last gig. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I, I am extremely grateful to Crosspoint for the opportunity um, and you know I am um, you know Crosspoint positive um, it's a wonderful organization so I'm glad to be here and watching the agency grow and I'm excited about what we're going to do in the future. Mm-hmm, definitely so Michelle you were talking about a, a newer program that you all are starting or have started tell us about it. Sure um I think we were talking about our uh, mobile resource event for individuals that are experiencing homelessness or those that are in need. Um, every year we, we participate in the soup kitchen um, and it's exciting and we leave feeling good, um, but what else can we do? And so um, for January, we decided to do a blanket drive and um, we will be at Temple Plaza on January 24th from three to five handing out blankets, soup, and sandwiches to individuals experiencing homelessness um, or individuals in need. And we will also have staff on site to have conversations for those who need additional resources or additional support. Um, no pressure. You don't have to talk to somebody that's present. 
Um, you can truly just grab your sandwich, your soup, your blanket and go. But um, if the need is there and you want to, there are staff that are going to be on site to have conversations with individuals um, about services um, and about service need. Okay. So, Michelle, I'm thinking about family members that are on the perimeter, that they're, they're seeing things happen with their loved ones. You know, they're, they're seeing kind of a down, downward spiral, um, but they, they don't really know what to do. What advice would you have for family members? They, um, I offer them to call Crosspoint and have a conversation. Um, when you call Crosspoint and um, indicate that you want to have a conversation about services, you will get linked to one of our crisis counselors who are our contact staff, um, the first point of contact for individuals that call in. Um, they'll be able to have a conversation with you about your loved one, about things that you're seeing. Um, one of the things that is a huge challenge, and I know that it's extremely frustrating for family members, is that if the individual is over the age of 18, they have to consent to services and be willing to provide to receive the services. Um, and I know that that's extremely frustrated for family members that see their loved one declining and know that there's a need for mental health services. And when that individual says, no, I'm not interested, nothing's wrong with me. Um, it's extremely heartbreaking and frustrating for the family that's involved. Um, but, you know, our counselors are able to talk to family members and offer them support as well as they're trying to help their loved one navigate that system. Um, you know, and even if we can put that loved one in contact with one of our persons with lived experience, maybe they'll be able to do some outreach and some engagement with them um, and make a difference that, you know, the family member isn't seeing or isn't able to make. Um, you know, we'll, we'll make every effort to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Michelle, um, so I know there are things like Al-Anon, or I'm not sure if that's the right term, but where they actually work with the, the family members or the people coming to the meetings. Mm -hmm. Is there something like that with mental health? There is something coming, Laura. I'm really excited. Um, one of the things that we're working on developing is a support group for family members um, that have a loved one that have a mental health issue. Um, because it's just, it's critical. It's it's important for family members to be able to get together to know that they're not alone, that there are others that are um, struggling and facing the same challenges that they are. So um, it is one of the groups that is next on our list to develop and to offer. Um, you know, we talked before that one of the things I'm proud of at Crosspoint is looking at the need in the community and coming to the table to decide, you know, how can we help? What resources can we offer? Um, and that's one of the areas that we're currently growing is our um, support groups. And that is on our radar and on our agenda to get started as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a great idea because, you know, just thinking about the about vi uh, violence prevention and about homelessness, you know, I, I think that, um, the families receiving the help can help with those issues because you don't understand and you get to the point where you've got to go, you know, you, you get to that point and then that leads to homelessness and that leads to, you know, like you said, what comes first. Yeah. Yes. It's a vicious cycle. And I know that you had Jim on yesterday and um, mm -hmm. health first aid training that um, he provides is just excellent. And, you know, it's, it's a good resource for family members as well. 
Um, and I would like to add, I've actually been through the first aid mental health training, and it, it was very much helpful. You know, it was uh, the kind of the focus was on suicide at that time, but it touched on so many different issues and how to identify and just helps that can uh, help the situation and help you through that situation as you're dealing with the person. So it really is an excellent resource. And they, they are actually, I think the youth mental health training is happening today, but as Jim said, it's something that happens every month. You mm-hmm. have an opportunity every month and um, for both the adult and, and youth uh, mental health um uh, mental health first aid training, there's no cost for it. So it's a great first step for family members or just community members. I mean, just being aware, right? Yep. Community members at large, you know, helping you to identify what's going on and how to start those conversations, because I think that's a difficult thing for individuals as well as how do I start to have that conversation with somebody that I think I see struggling with a mental health issue. Mm-hmm, good point. So, Michelle, we have a couple of minutes left. What else would you like to talk about? Well, you know, I would just like to to talk about our Kaleidoscope group. Um, like I said, you know, we have started um, support groups in the community, and our very first one is a Kaleidoscope group. And it is a support group for um, youth age 14 to 18 that identifies LGBTQIA2S+. Um, it meets every other Wednesday at our Hazel Street location. The next meeting is coming up on January 17th from 5.30 to 6.30. Um, so if there is an individual that's listening or a family member that's listening that has someone between the ages of 14 to 18 in that population that needs support, because I think there's a huge need in Vermilion County for um, support to the population, Um, That support group is meeting um, and is led by one of our crisis counselors who has prior experience working with the population um, and is excited to have it going. Um, We would like to see it grow, and our goal is to expand it to other ages as well. Um, This was Mm -hmm. kind of the age group that we we identified as having the greatest need, um, but obviously every age group. Um, there's a need in every age group, um, and we want to grow and expand that. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, what time is that? It is from 5.30 to 6.30 every other Wednesday at our Hazel Street location. So 201 North Hazel, and the next meeting is January 17th. Okay. Well, thank you for that information, Michelle. We've covered a lot of good points today. Um, If someone has questions about what we've talked about or they need more information, what would the contact be? They can call Crosspoint at 442-3200. There's somebody available 24 hours a day, seven days a week um, to have conversations and to discuss services and service needs. Okay, thank you so much for that. Audience, again, we've been speaking with Michelle Nelson. She is the Vice President of Clinical Services at Crosspoint. Um, if you have questions, please do give her a call. And, you know, even if it's a question that you think, oh, this is a stupid question or I should know the answer to this, we don't always have all the answers and no question is stupid. So make sure that you're reaching out, having those conversations, because if we don't reach out, um, if we don't seek help, we're not going to get help. So let's make sure we're doing that. We'll be back in the morning. We're going to have Ashton Greer with us. She's going to talk about some different things with the city of Danville. So I hope you have a good rest of your day, and we will be back in the morning.
You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.